All right, so we're going to get into the music of our first guest this morning, Ken Ellis. It will be good to be 
Just a little phone over there. Have, uh, so get, yeah, you're kind of low. Yeah. Okay, let's hear you now. Hi. He's definitely far from us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but we can turn the volume on the phone a bit. Oh, you can fly to Jamaica. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That, that's just how we roll around here. Okay. <laughs> Ignore us. We kind of don't have all our marbles together. How would you say uh, you got into music as a professional? Well, um, getting into music as a professional, I would say it's hard. I would say um, when I made the decision you know, to go to school, that's Edmund College. Oh. You know? mm-hmm. And that's where I realized what professional music is really about in terms of going in depth with detail and information. And look, the approach to music is much different from, you know, what you learn outside. You get to see music more as of like you see music more now like as life instead of just like you know just a vibe so it makes it feel good but you can really you get an insight you get X ray it's like an X ray insert into music. That's what school does. You know? So that to me really brought out the professional side where I am. Sorry, Ken? Sorry, Ken. All right. The telephone line really sounds like we're speaking with you and you're in in Atlantis. We're not talking Bahamas either. We're talking underwater. So what we're going to do, we're going to just hang up right now. We're going to be calling you back on another line. That's the beauty. We have two lines that we can choose from. So when one sounds like this, so we just do a quick switcheroo to the other. So we're going to call you back. Don't move a muscle. Just sit by the phone and wait for Yashika. She's going to call you. In the interim, I'm just going to remind, remind every one of our sponsors, and we're going to listen to some more of your music, all right?
Checking in with Atlantis. How are you? Any better? Yeah. Much yeah. better. Okay. See, persistence pays off. All right. Yeah. So now I'm just going to go back to your response uh, to our question. It, it, pretty much how you you got involved in the professional side of music. And you were mentioning it was when you went to Edna Manley College. See, so we're not too far off. We actually heard some snippets of what you said. But yeah. please continue. Yes. Yeah, so really, I started. I really started professional. Um, music at school, you know. Um, when I went to school, I learned about all the intricate parts, you know, like that make music is like an extra vision into music. That's what I really feel for the music. It lets you understand and, you know, speak in depth like what the music is really about, what makes it, the parts, the rhythm, you know, the melodic ideas. You know, harmony structures, you know, chord progression, you know, and production, you know, you know both fantasy, you know, lightning, all that is like a whole upgrade. Okay, so you got an expanded view of what it would take, really, to step up from where you were to what is considered your A game and in order to make you a professional. Now, the actual early influence on you, because, you know, we all start out where we want to be um, doctor, policeman, Indian chief. Uh, What was it you wanted to be before you you settled on musician, or musician was always the intended career? Well, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to start way, way before the first time I remember myself saying I wanted to be anything. I think I was about four years old. You know, and I, and I said to her, like, I wanted to be a soldier, you know. But then, you know, I like, school now, like, primary school, high school, high school really changed my whole view. Because I wanted to be, I was studying to become really an architect, like a mechanical engineer, where I would be, like, making, you know, parts for, like, planes and mechanical parts, fixing boats and designing things and all that stuff. The, the architectural program that they use and, and, and design systems and stuff. And I really wanted to be an art designer, you know? You know but when I was like in third form, you know, I started playing drums, like the conga drums, and that really pulled me directly towards music. I couldn't resist at that moment. You know, it's like I knew what I really wanted to do because 
made me feel so good. And so I peace with myself and come out. I'm saying like, what other job gonna make me feel like this? You know? And that's when I really pulled closer to him, you know? And then by the time I was leaving high school, I had it in my mind that I wanted to go to Ethnaman, you know? And it took me like three years after I left high school in 2011. And I went to Ethnaman in like 2014, and that's where I so which high school was that? The Cartridge College. The Cartridge. Oh, okay. Cool. Now, at Edna Manley College, well, clearly you you went to the music side of the school, correct? But what else, in terms of your studies, what else did you cover? So, it's, because I see where you're a roots jazz singer type of um, performer. No. Okay. Yeah. Oh. My, 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 my studies is really, I was doing a really degree in um, um, jazz and contemporary music, you know, popular studies, you know, jazz and contemporary music. We had a lot of jazz, you know, in like, big up cities, and great and guitars and pizza, garden, you know, you showed a lot of things in terms of the fundamentals of jazz and Getting us really in, you know, my vocal team as well, Mr. Ruth Ruth you know, she's a jazz singer. And she really inspired me so much to think that the way that I did that. I mix it with the room, which we got from Mr. Fletcher, which is based, you know. And, you know, it's just been like so great in experiencing the root side being, being, uh, Part of that, that's the fire community, you know, where we're learning about music and culture and all the institutes where we teach us about jazz. It's all about combining those two elements between lifestyle and living you know, versus mm-hmm. what you learn and how you can transfer that to your lifestyle and make it work. Okay. Now, you have an upcoming EP. What's the name of it? Uh, that EP is not part of my friend. Sorry? Part of my journey. Oh, part of my journey. Okay, now we're going to be listening to some, I figure we were listening to some of the tracks from it. Mikey, were we? And Okay, so my, I'm just going to ask Mikey to touch some more of it. Uh, we have our commercial we're, we're, we're break coming, coming up. We're coming back with a remake of another great song you did. Because you have... You have uh, such versatility, my brother. By the way, welcome, Ken. Um, uh, you have such great versatility, my brother. We want you to make us understand that... Uh, it takes somebody to make up a part or make up the whole uh, yeah. as a community, and you are really have a quite a quite a good hold on this. And we want our listeners, Jamaica, to understand that the talent is yeah. there and you possess that. Yeah. All right, so go to the break and come back to you with more music. My brother, Ken Ellis. And we're going to go back to the music on Cool 97 FM and Conversations. So now we're going to go back to Ken Ellis, and we apologize for the poor. Uh, audio quality. Let's see if we have it all straightened yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, but before it's straightened out. Well, go ahead. Yeah, let's hear about this, uh, the EP, because that's pretty important, and the process and what you hope to create. All right. Well, the EP is now part of my journey. It is really a, a first new sound I'm really putting together right now in terms of the, the era of sound that is coming out of Jamaica, you know. I'm trying to fuse with all of my elements, you know, Charles Roots, Soul, you know, a little African beat, 
here and there, you know. Um, so it's about my turn in terms of you know, music and where I've been and been to a lot of things right of the business. And now it's like, yeah, this is my insight into whatever I'm thinking right about part of my journey, you know. And um, it's one of the seven tracks, you know, expecting um, a little blues, little blues, jazz, soul coming back to, to the roots, but sound we have. This sounds like it's going to be the kind of EP that many will fall in love with because it covers several genres, as you were outlining a while ago. Cool 97 FM wishes your very best with the EP. And whatever we can do to help to promote the work, we certainly will. So thanks for being our guest this morning on Live Tuesday. Yeah, thank you for having me. Okay, it was our pleasure. Yes, brother. Let me cruising off on another track from your EP, uh, another cover, and it is wonderfully done. Listeners, give a listen to Ken Ellis. I can see clearly now. Oh, 
From Cool FM. Play the music nicely. Yeah, man. At the roots, percussion is said that. Respect. She's in here with her rain stick, shaking along and pretending she's one of your percussion players. 
<laughs> no, and it actually, at parts, it actually fits. Yeah, it's actually a queer job. No, once again, welcome to Cool 97FM. And yeah, I saw you in the newspaper the other day. And big things happening for you. First album coming out? Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting. So we're going to be speaking with you further and finding out just how the career has been going as you step into another realm. Now, uh, let's see, where do we start with you? In what ways were you influenced by, say, your mother? I remember you were telling us that your mom was in music and I mean, by any other artist. Yeah. I mean, blessed love, Jamaica. Blessed love to the Cooler Fam family. Blessed love, you don't know. Um, Welcome, my brother. Welcome, welcome. When it comes to mommy, mm-hmm. it, it's all about hearing her voice when she sings. Mm. You know what I mean? And that alone gave me the encouragement and the right to feel like I had a right to become this type of songwriter, performer, artist. Mm. You know? And stuff like that. So, I mean, it's just just to her own art. You know, she's very like, I mean, look at how she does music mm-hmm. you immediately become like impressed and almost like you know locked in to her you know and it's, it's just phenomenal man and she was just very in tune with her voice and she knew what it meant when people would hear it and the connection to it so remember yeah, remember mom was barbara jones uh-huh. my mother that's right barbara jones yeah yeah but it, you just have a, this is definitely a gift. What you have is undoubtedly a gift. Now, what has been the most significant lesson that you've learned from anyone in developing your craft as an artist? I think one of the most valuable lessons I've learned is that everybody has their time mm-hmm. and everybody has their style and... Um, you know, it's all about if you put in that work, if you put in that work, you know what I mean? And if you're not afraid to explore, then, you know what I mean? I feel like, yeah, you're going to make you a great artist. So once I saw those things, you know, not being afraid to explore and also just not being afraid to be yourself in your art and know the music before yourself, I feel like those are the lessons I've learned. And, yeah, just be brave with your art. Be brave with art, you know. Remind us, though, were you one of those children who every opportunity that they that presented itself for them to either perform in school, church, in front of the family, community event, you were running up on stage to do your thing, so you kind of got over the nerves really early, or mm-hmm. is it that you every thing in the house became an instrument for you? You banged on doors, pot cover, every, everything that you could get your hands on. Well, I mean, for me, I'm gonna tell you, I am I'm kind of one of those youths, but in a different way where, for example, when I was at home, my musical thing I would do was to listen to songs, like listen and, and, and imitate them, a lot of songs, a lot of songs, right? So I never, um, I never really got into drumming until probably when I was around 9, 10, when I saw a drumming group for the first time, and I felt, I felt a beat inside of me in a sense where... I felt my hand getting excited to try what they were doing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But we definitely did do performances and stuff like that, but I just probably never do a lot of drumming, drumming. It was more like singing, singing and stuff like that. And 
never make a lot of noise. I, I used to play more more karate and them things in the middle of the day and, you know, super hero show you watch than go play drum, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, music kind of come to me, you know. In a more quiet time, you know. So, Man, yeah. And singing is an instrument. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, that, that, that's the first instrument I explored. Hmm. A part of my talent. No, you know, I'm really... Since you said that, you used to listen to a lot and imitate a lot of the singers, hmm? I'm really yes. interested in, in like, just throwing an artist at you okay. and hearing your imitation of them. So here goes. Right. Here goes. He's game for this. All right, all right. You want to follow us down on Silly Street, too. You know? <laughs> all right, so here we go now. Uh, Teddy Pendergrass. <laughs> Teddy Pendergrass. Well, I hope this is the right song. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on and go with me. Come on over to my place. Do you like that, baby? Do you like that, baby? Come on and go with me. Do you like that, baby? Come on over to my place. I'll tell you, go on over this. Okay, all right. Lucky guess. All right, Sam Cook. Um, I was born. By the river, in a little tent, and oh, just like the river, I've been running ever since. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know the change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. <laughs> okay, all right. So, yeah. Now, having worked so extensively, oh, you got a good mark on that one. All right. So, having worked so extensively with Chronix and, you know, signed to his label, I understand. What does this mean for you? For me, um, I feel like this means the new step. It, it means the new stage and the journey of being a musician. I've always been somebody that has seen my journey as a virtuoso mm -hmm. type of journey mm -hmm. in learning music and learning all the knowledge that has to do with it and all the areas and being able to pass it on one day so to be able to be a part of a structure like this that's going to definitely give me the chance to do that is just phenomenal mm. you know what I mean the understanding of the business of music is what I've been able to now get fully into which I'm happy about because that part of it for artists, we should all try to immerse ourselves in it. Know every bit and every inch, almost like you're your own manager, mm -hmm. just to understand what your space and your role is. You know, because it can get confusing sometimes. So we're definitely happy that the label has chosen to do that so that I can establish a legacy that bridges the gap between creative and the commerce, mm -hmm. you know, so... Yeah, man, it's a great thing. Tell, us, great thing, tell us about Ups and Downs, your latest single. Why was it important for you to release? I don't know how long you might have had this song. Like, you, know, you just kind of have it sitting there on the pages. But why was it important to release it at this time? Um, it's a song that was written for this time. You know, I consider myself a pandemic artist, an artist that became awakened with songs during this time, and this was one of them. I was going through my own rough times, even though 
yes, I was in a good set and a good structure of work. You know, my own personal life, I was going through my own struggles. That no matter what you're into, you're going to have your struggles. You know what I mean? So that was the ups and downs that I just put into words. And while writing it, I was really feeling down. And then I realized while I was writing it that, but around the corner could be a next breakthrough. You know what I mean? So that's the rise for me, even though I was down. And in the down, I, I was able to appreciate the rise, to know that you're going to fall down sometimes, but it's not the end, you know? So I'm just saying you can never rise if you never yet fall down, <laughs> in the sense of, you know, how can you appreciate the rise if you never fell before? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, 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 yeah. but, but. We're gonna play but, the song. Yeah, we're gonna play the song, but we're gonna come back. But I just want to say, you oh, see what you, Hector, you see what you just described, my brother. Let me say this another way for you: the brave may fall, but never yield. All right, I just leave right. that. <laughs> I take it. I take it. Don't tell me you went to Casey. You do. Mm-mm. It doesn't matter. It's for everybody. It is, it is for everybody. It is for everybody. You know, you can put a spin on it, but but never mind. You, my brother. Uh, one of the great ones. We're going to take a break and come back with the song Ups and Downs. So listen now for my good brother, Hector Lewis. All right. Go with it there. Soon come. All right. So right now we're going to get back to our interview inside of Live Tuesdays. We spoke with Ken Ellis, our first guest this morning. Now we have Hector Lewis online. And Hector was giving us some insight into his, his latest production, Ups and Downs. Up 
And you can never rise if you never just fall down. You can never rise if you never just fall down. It's up and down. Up and down, we go in, go in, round and round. Yeah. Oh, yes, we, yes, we, rise and fall. Yes, we, yes, we, and we stand tall. Many get the call, but they never get chosen. Yes, you're bringing all of the things and the patients. Right up for all right. you can never rise, you can never get fall down. You can never rise, you can never get fall down. Oh, yeah. I saw life go home. Yeah. Cause you can never rise, you can never get fall down. You can never rise, you can never get fall down. Up and down. Yes, sir. Yeah, you have the place buzzing with this one. Uh, uh, Hector, ups and downs. What a song. What a song. Mm-hmm. Ups and downs mm-hmm. on Cool 97 FM. Thank you for sharing with us this morning. And uh, we wish you the very best with the EP when the EP uh, comes out. Um, yeah. Hopefully you're working on several more that you'll be able to share with us in the coming months. Because it would yeah, be interesting man. to hear some of them before you actually release them. <laughs> so, we, Cool 97 FM doing its a bit to, to help out a brother, ups and downs, the name of this tune from Hector Lewis. Look for it uh, on all, plati- plat- all platforms, all <laughs> platforms, I would think, uh, where you purchase music, right? Yeah, man, all platforms, man. Hector Roots Lewis. On all platforms. And you spell roots with an S or a Z? No, with an S. Okay. With an S. Oh, you can spell. Good. (laughs) 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 So thank you so much for being our guest. And I look forward to one day seeing you in concert. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Definitely going to be an experience. Yeah. And whatever vitamins you take, please beg you write it down on a piece of paper for me. I need to take whatever vitamin you take. (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. Mm -mm. A real live while. Thanks, man. Okay. Blessings. Yeah, man. Brother Edman. Bless up the Cool FM family. Bless up Jamaica. Bless up my label, Soul Circle. You see me, Barnes, Pierre, you know, Chronics, the whole team. Give thanks. Bless up. Ten year clock, you don't know. Just have a bless up everybody and make them know say we have a whole heap in store, you know? Yeah, yeah man, so circle to the world, you know. Okay, I'm not letting yeah. you off that easily now. Listen here. Cool is celebrating its twentieth anniversary come November one, all right? Okay. So I'm gonna ask you to send to Uncle Mikey <laughs> a big up for cool on its anniversary. Don't forget it's 20 years. The brother send me anything that's like 15. No, you know. Okay. Right. It's the 20th no. anniversary. So send it, send it through to Mikey and Mikey will pass it on for production. All right? Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Bless him, my brother. You're Take welcome. care. Yeah, man. Bless up Uncle Mikey. Yeah. Take care.
All right. So, Charmaine Limonius joins us now, all part of Live Tuesday. And we got into the segment by starting out with one of her songs. What was the name of that one? Hmm. It's it's called All My My Tears. All My Tears. You know, I had my eyes closed. I reclined in the the seat here in studio. Mm -hmm. And you know what came to me? It was kind of like a Peter, Paul, and Mary type Mm -hmm. of vibe Uh, that I got from that one. To the point where I actually kind of dozed off and thought it was a foreigner. Um. I'm, I am echoing, maybe because I need to disconnect from your, from your site. What do you think? Hmm, I don't know. Shall I try to do that? Okay, let's see what happens. I hope I don't cut you off. Don't worry, we we'll call you back. I can log off. <laughs> All right, thanks. <laughs> but I kind of got a... Oh, yeah, disconnected. All right. So I got a kind of vibe that, you know, this... It, it, the voice was so soothing that I almost drifted off to sleep. It was that calming, the voice. And it struck me that, Dan, you're listening to a Jamaican singing. It's not a foreign actor that is actually playing in your ear. So it has a really nice international type of vibe, and I really enjoyed it. Well, I think because she's such an international lady. Yeah. Yes, and, in, and, and our listeners will understand even why I say so, but she is such an extraordinary songbird. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as, as you go on in the interview and you hear more of her songs, uh, I think you'll understand. As a matter of fact, let's touch one more. Here's Revolution. Oh, I wonder if she's playing a guitar on this one, too.
Lemonius joining us inside of Live Tuesday. So, let's hear it. Which artist did you admire most when growing up? Or artists or artists did you oh, admire most? Oh, gosh. Oof. Um, I suppose, when I got old enough to sort of want, want to play, and I, I guess the one who really made me pick up, want to pick up a guitar and start singing, I think would have to be Dolly Parton. I really admired her. Um, but I want to say something because I cut us off earlier. That uh, first song, yes. I just need to say that it's, I, I, it's Emily Harris. That's where I learned that song. Mm. I don't know if she wrote it, but that's where I learned that. All my tears. Mm. Yeah. Really and when beautiful. I was growing up, mm -hmm. my parents and Julie Andrews, I loved her. My parents oh. used to play all kinds of music at home, from Broadway shows to to gospel, you name it, they were playing it, Mantovani, uh -huh. yeah, all of those. Mm -hmm. And I used to pretend to be them, like even Pat Boone. I used to try to sing like Pat Boone, yeah. you know, because I used to play his stuff all the time. So I admired a lot. But then I got, when I got older now, and um, I admired uh, Dolly Parton, uh, Streisand mm -hmm. is amazing. Oh, yeah. She's she still gives me good pimples when I listen to her. So there, there are lots of them, I suppose. Um, and then our own songbirds here. I didn't really get familiar with them until I got older, mm -hmm. you know, because growing up it was the, the it was really dominated by males, you know. You worked with the UN. But it, I would think that working with the UN, it, you got the opportunity to travel to faraway lands and uh, experience various cultures and music, uh, the people. Tell us about your assignment overseas. Assignments. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. I was I was very fortunate in that regard. Yes, I worked. I did conferences in the. Geneva, the Philippines, Mexico, um, and then later on when I took the role of political officer, I lived and worked in three different Central American countries, uh, Nicaragua, El Salvador, and Guatemala. I also spent a year in Bolivia. Um, yeah, I, as, as Johnny Cash says, I've been everywhere, man, I've been everywhere. Not quite, but um, it it was varied and and I enjoyed it for the most part. Oh. Some of some of the Central American stint had some very heavy uh, moments and because there were wars going on there, and oh. so there was a lot of things that you saw that mm. you would rather not have seen. Mm. But it's all part of it. Mm. And how did this influence your travel? How did that influence your your music? I can somehow I, when I hear you went to cent you were in Central America, I can kind of say, okay, that was where the guitar came in, eh? Because, <laughs> but I, I figure I'm wrong. It probably started long before that. But how did the music and the cultures influence the music that you play now? Well, certainly, I, I was playing before that. I started playing when I was about 15. But when I went to live in those countries, I immediately 
was drawn to their their music. So I learned their some of their songs, and that enriched my to me that that enriched my experience and certainly enriched my music. And the album that I did, it for example, when I was in Guatemala, was with a group made up of we were from all over the place, and um, but we played music in the style of the region. So yes, I got to learn about Andean music, which is beautiful. The instruments that they use are different than the ones we use. And so yes, it was an education for me, which I, to this day, I, I listen to that type of music. The, in Bolivia, there, there's a group called Los Carcas, which, oh, I fell in love with them and their music. The, the, it's in, it's in, it's a whole different thing from ours, but I, it, it really resonated with me. So, yeah, I learned a lot from them and I appreciate very much their music. Play any other, do you play any other instrument? I can play uh, piano a little bit, mm. keyboard. I'm not brave enough to, you, you, usually to perform doing it, but I can, can help myself a little, you know. Mm. <laughs> nothing, nothing major. Before we go to another one of your recordings, tell us about any albums that you have. Well, I, I, I had, I do have three solo albums mm -hmm. at this point. The first one um, being um, "Evening Time" is the name of it. Then I did one called "Sweet Jamaica," which is mostly Jamaican folk songs. Mm. And the third one is a purely acoustic album, which I like to tell people is just what you hear is what you what you see is what you get type of thing. It was just just me and my guitar, literally. I walked into the studio, sat down with the guitar, and and recorded about twenty songs back to back, what? and then chose which which ones would be included. There mm. was no fancy stuff, no fixing, no no major mixing, nothing like that. Um, and that's what's out there. Um, I am working on two other projects right now. One of them is already recorded, but we're doing some tweaks. That one I did um, up at um, stage mm -hmm. studio, the uh, direction of Maestro Grub Cooper. Um, that album contains several of my originals. And then the one, the other one that I'm working on is at our own studio at Alternative Music, um, Keezing Studios. And, um, that one is very interesting. <laughs> and we are looking to release maybe two songs from it. I would say definitely before the end of the year. Okay. So I'm excited about that one as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of. I'm excited about both of them. That one has piqued our interest. If in case I hadn't said before, let me see now that you are an exquisite songbird. Your Thank voice you, is absolutely divine. And Thank you uh, very much. we're going to play a song for, from the one you uh you did in uh in the Latin America. Gift. Yeah. Oh. No, not equal. Well, that's gonna come as well. Uh dearest gift. All right. Ah, uh, that's one of my originals. All right. And so, so I played it for them down in Guatemala. The group I told you about called Chimera, and they wanted me to record it. So that song exists in about three different versions. All so right. hope you like this one.
Mom in the Munoz. Started singing as a child, later teaching herself to play the guitar. She served as part of the UN Secretariat, and she has, to her credit, what, three albums? The first one, Evening Time, while on assignment in Central America, and recorded two more solo albums, Sweet Jamaican, Me and My Guitar. She has also collaborated with artists, including Fab Five and Chalice. Okay, so we continue our conversation with Charmaine right now on Cool 97 FM. She's our final guest. So, I mentioned a while ago that you've collaborated with others. So how did each, how did the collaborations come about? And in the same vein, who would you like to collaborate with next? Oh, boy. <laughs> There's quite a few of those. But I'll tell you about the others. That size... Um, I have, they have been so kind to me ever since I joined the industry because, you see, I really became active in the music industry thanks to the Jamaica um, Association of Vintage Artists and Affiliates, Java. And the day I joined Java was the day that um, I really started to do the music seriously. I will always be grateful to Java. And of course, Fab Five, Frankie Campbell is our chairman. Grub Cooper is a super active member, as are other members of the band. So that was my first stroke of luck, I think. And so working with Fab Five, because most, if all of Java shows, um, Fab Five was, has been the backing band. And I guess they thought I could sing, <laughs> you know, they liked my voice. And um, so I did l- little things here and there. And then one day I got a call and the, where, and Grubb asked me if I would do a duet with him for their next album, which is called Face to Face. And it is a collab, it's a collab, collab album, I think they call it. And it's, you know, very, various artists working with them. So... He also asked me if I would translate some lines of the song into Spanish, and of course I said yes. And that's how that one came about. The other collab with Chalice was, again, just fortuitous. I was singing at the Grog Shop back in the day, the Grog Shop. And um, there is, I love Chalice, and the one particular song that, that I like is called A Song. And so I was doing it. It's just me and my guitar. I was doing it, oblivious to the fact that one of the writers of that song was right next door in the other part of Devon House called, I think it was, it was called the Devonshire, he, he, uh, Wayne Almond. And he heard me um, singing, and he, he, he came over to, to talk to me, and I sang it for him again. And he said he loved it, and he said, one day, one day, I'm going to have you record that. And it was several years later, you know, then they decided to do a collab album, and he he hadn't forgotten about, about it, and he asked me if I would do it. So I just went in the studio and did it. Okay. You know, I think I did one take and sent it to him, and he put on the backing vocals, and there it is. I'm just going to ask you to 
pause right there. We have a time signal. Tactic world-famous brands of tools distributed by Atlantic Hardware and Plumbing are available at all leading hardware stores island-wide. Call 758-5583, the time by Atlantic Hardware and Plumbing. It's now 8.46 a.m. And our guest this morning inside of Live Tuesday at this point is Charmaine Limonius. So, so you, you got this, this opportunity. Fab Five, Chalice, you seem to be in the right place at the right time. Who would you like to collaborate with next? I'm going to limit you to one artist. Let it make oh, it really Lord. difficult for you. Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> one, uh, right now in the front of my head comes Tessan. Her, her, her vo- that, that's who popped into my head right now. I want, to, I want to do a collab with Tessan. She's chin. That should be interesting. I love her voice very, I, very much. So, I, hear, I hear the sweetness uh, already. The uh-huh. heavenly mm, sounds already. Oh, yes, ah, indeed. Ah, <laughs> well, let's see. Let's manifest. Let's have it. Let's do it. It's out there in the universe. Yes. All right. Yes. We're going to put this, these two songs in the universe right now. I will look first with Fab Five and then a song with uh, yourself and Janice. Janice. Yeah. Thank you so much. Take away. 
through low class separation and a high class disease. I walk with mama's children, living in a world of ease. Some of them come and some of them go, but none of them know my name. All things must come to pass, but my song remains the same. Your live performances, hmm? but for those who are unknowing and don't live your reality, what does it take to prep for a live show? Um, I suppose it depends on on the show. I um, uh, first of all, I usually ask what what whether there's a theme. I need to know. I always need to know what type of a show it is, what so that I can figure out what my audience is going to be like mm. and then based on that I choose which songs I'm going to sing so uh, and then I just go into my head I don't make a list usually I kind of wing it and especially if I'm doing a, something in a public place um, like a restaurant or you know like if I'm doing a Sunday brunch I really don't make a list I go there look at the people and I get a vibe from them, and then songs pop into my head, oh. and I just sing them. It's kind of weird. I, I don't know. I I have thousands of songs in my head. Hmm. My goodness. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Your latest <laughs> recordings. Hmm? What you been working on lately? Um. Well, there's a project that I am working on. We don't even have a name for it yet, but it is a collaborative effort in some case, mm. not every track. Mm-hmm. Um, I am doing some translations and uh, trying to work with the the artist, if they're still alive, like this, um, on the track. So I'm going to talk too much more about it because I want it kind of a surprise. Mm. But... Um, yeah, that's, I'm literally in the studio now, working on that. Okay. So listen out for your effort of the tracks, because I think we're not going to wait on everything is ready. I think we're going to release one or two. All right, I'm looking first. forward to it. Okay, so here we go. Uh, Charmin Limonius, our final guest inside of Live Tuesdays. We heard from Ken Ellis, Hector Lewis, and now Charmin Limonius. Another live Tuesday. Let's hear some more from Charmaine on Cool 97. 
nest to hen. That is very bad. Makes me feel so sad. You can fly away in the skies of Spain. You're more lucky than me. I wish I was a pretty bird. I'd fly away with you. But I am not a yellow bird. So here I sit with nothing else to do. Almost the fatal shot, you know. If it has been such a wonderful experience this morning with you, the variety of songs you have, and and, and for us Jamaicans to understand that there's so much talent here, you know, variety is the spice of life, and you 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 carry such a such a variety. I must pass on this to you, though that Monday for Merton Music says his best regards in Merton. We of course you know, <laughs> and uh, we really want to 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 well. You, your family here, and we are going to make sure that uh, the variety comes through uh, in our playlist. And of course, that you're there as well. Shami, thank you so very much. Thank you so very much. Thank you, Diane. Thank you, Mikey. I really enjoyed this. And we have to say thank you to you for being one of our guests this morning. We also have to thank Yashika. Yes, for Yashika. For thank you, Yashika. The rain girl. <laughs> <laughs> for making the link as our producer with all our guests this morning. Noran Price, thank you so much for the fantastic promotion of Life Tuesday. Paul Dennis, our broadcast engineer. Uh, I'm Diane Thomas, and I'll be back next week, Tuesday, for or, God willing, Better for be. another live Tuesday. Better be. Mikey, as the show's director and the disc Jacques, thank you again. Live Tuesday has to thank you, our cool listeners, each and every one of you, for making this show possible.